And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, you are now tuned into anything's potable, the most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause, like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital, like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. Welcome to Anything's Potable! Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam J.M. Packard, professional sports fan. And the Celtics are going to the NBA Finals after beating the Miami Heat 100-96. to They had a 13-point lead with three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They somehow give up an 11-0 run. They, Jimmy Butler had the ball in his hands down two, and he takes a three and misses it, and somehow... The Celtics managed to hold on and win, and they are going to the NBA Finals. This was absolutely the most stressful game I have watched uh, this entire season. An absolute roller coaster after doing an amazing job of maintaining the lead for the entire game, of responding to every single one of the Miami Heat's runs. They got that lead back up to 13 with three minutes to play. The fourth quarter defense was phenomenal in really what was an ugly ugly game the heat only scored 21 points in that fourth quarter and they really could not get anything going until what was almost one of the worst collapses uh that it would have been absolutely horrendous but jimmy butler misses that three the celtics get the rebound marcus smart hits some two clutch free throws and the celtics hold on for the win they will be playing the golden state warriors thursday night game one and mvp NBA Finals. Jason Tatum wins the Larry Bird Finals Conference MVP. Jay King voted for him, the kid. We also got some uh, shenanigans from Timmy Goodtimes uh, voting for Jimmy Butler. Uh, but who knows? I'm I'm completely frazzled-brained right now. My God, that was a stressful ending. Just go over some stats right here. Jason Tatum finished the game with 26 points, six assists, 10 rebounds. I thought he was excellent down the stretch. He scored seven points, was going to the line. The Heat were doubling him. Uh, The Celtics were doing a pretty damn good job of attacking Max Struess. I thought Tatum was making the right decision every time. Marcus Smart had a number of wide-open threes that he could make during that run. He just couldn't knock him down. But I also thought he was excellent in the fourth quarter, uh, especially at the start of that fourth quarter. The Heat came out uh, with a 4-0 run to really cut into the Celtics' lead. And I thought the Celtics had a huge response, including uh, especially what Marcus Smart did there. Um, looking at the statistics in the fourth quarter, I think he had uh, six points down the stretch, including those huge free, uh, free throws. Uh, just a huge game from the, the defense. Robert Williams did not look like he was moving at all well tonight. Uh, he basically did not play in the fourth quarter, only a minute. Uh, they finished off with Tatum, Brown, Smart, Brant, and Al Horford, and just they were stopping everything in the half court. Again, I don't. Uh, 
if it wouldn't be these Celtics if they didn't make it the absolute most difficult game possible. But uh, that's what they did. They managed to hold on. Uh, I frankly thought think they were the better team uh, throughout this entire series, and just as they were the better team against Milwaukee. And uh, we saw them kind of pull ahead in that fourth quarter, which I kind of anticipated them doing. They actually won, uh, were never behind in this game. They responded every single time to every single heat run. I thought they did a very solid job. <sighs> Almost choked it away, though. <laughs> Almost choked it away. That was incredibly stressful. But you know what? They they found a way to win. Uh, and I just think this defense is something to be celebrated. That's going to be the formula for them uh, going up against the Warriors. And it's just been the formula for them for this entire season. They finished actually shooting worse than the Heat. Uh, 41% from the field, 35 for 85, 11 for 32 from deep. Feels like they did not really hit a three-pointer in the fourth quarter, save for or in the second half, really, save for that Jason Tatum three, uh, kind of clutch three. Jason Tatum really was not taking that many uh, shots from the outside. He was four of seven from deep, and even that doesn't feel like it's entirely representative. A crazy game of, uh, of whistles where it felt, uh, the Heat went to the free-throw line in the second quarter. Uh, it felt like, yeah, they they had 19 free throw attempts in the second quarter. And then the Celtics basically did not foul until the very end of the fourth quarter. It really kind of felt like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm uh, taking crazy pills here. But uh, it felt like the Scott Foster and his his friends, basically any time a team went on a run, they had called some fouls in this, uh, on that team to kind of keep it close. Um, but the Celtics did a really good job there in that fourth quarter, holding Jimmy Butler to only four points. Uh, he was two of six. Bam Adebayo was two of five in the fourth for only four points. Kyle Lowry made some nonsense. Uh, he was two of four. My guy, we just got a quick, quick soliloquy on Kyle Lowry. One of the more frustrating players to play against I've ever seen. Uh, but you just like, the man can grift. The man is a, a world-class grifter. It was a grift off between him and smart and Lowry was winning every time. And, uh, it kind of hurt him because he fell down and they had to call that late, late timeout. So the heat did not have as many timeouts as they needed down the stretch, but um, just uh, you got to tip your cap to the grifting. I can only say that because the Celtics won. If the Celtics lost, I'd be furious with him. I'm still kind of upset with him if I'm being honest, but um, it was just a dominant, I think second half, mostly fourth quarter on the defensive end where it's just, if the heat did not get a, a transition opportunity, there was really not much, uh, they could do in terms of generated offense. And I thought the Celtics did enough. They did a pretty solid job of driving, getting to the line. Marcus Smart, 4-4 from the line. Jalen Brown, 1-2. Jason Tatum, 2-2 two two in that fourth quarter. Eight free throws in the second half alone. Let's see. The Celtics uh, got to the line 16 times where the Heat, as I mentioned, they had that huge free throw disparity in the first half. They only took two free throws in the entire second half. The Celtics did a much better job of not committing fouls uh, and basically without going to the foul line and without transition opportunities, the Heat really struggled to generate anything on offense, um, but did outscore the Celtics by two points, 47 to 45 in the second half. I want to hear your reactions. Anyone listening, please raise your hand now. I want to react to you guys. I'm, my God, what a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous end of this game. I'm just so glad they won. Right now, Joshua B., my God, what, what happened there? What, what, what? Thank the Lord, Joshua B. Thank the Lord. Thank God and fuck Scott Foster. Specifically, <laughs> fuck Scott Foster. Above all people. 
fuck Scott Foster. That guy just was giving, I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right in your analysis of Kyle Lowry as a grifter. Um, but I think that it might be time to acknowledge, um, me just a little bit <laughs> because everyone pause let's clap it up for yeah, everybody, everybody might want to pause because i seem to remember telling you that the only way the self that the celtics were going to lose during their hot winning streak was if the referees helped them out and i think that we should acknowledge that this pot that you know maybe the nba was listening to this podcast and that's why they sent scott foster all the way down for game seven so that the boston celtics wouldn't win and we overcame the refs this is a night to celebrate the boston celtics going from 11th place all the way to the nba finals and we talked about it we said oh well, well if they can make the second round and we were worried about kd we were worried about the you know bloodbath of the miami heat and all, all of these things and now look at us look at the stars man Tonight is just a beautiful, a beautiful celebratory night. What happened tonight is that you saw Marcus Smart evolve um, literally in the second half. You literally saw him evolve right before your eyes into like a real sort of point guard. The offense was just, it was, it was outstanding until that, you know, until that final last gasp. And I mean, I, I remember you saying it. I remember you and Jay King both saying it before the series started, which is that the Heat weren't just going to like die and roll over and play dead just because they were they were down, right? And we saw their last gasp. But you know, just credit to Ime Udoka for reminding the world that whenever Jimmy Butler takes a three. It's a good thing for the Celtics defense, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter whether he's made one or two, that when Jimmy Butler is shooting threes, that it's a good thing for the defense. And I'm going to go out on the limb right now and say that it is going to be Celtics in six in the NBA finals, that they're going to win an NBA championship. Um, and if I'm right, not if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, I would like to request that you play the entire song, the entire song that you do, to the intro the day after the finals, obviously the, the reactionary show, we got to get on as quick as we can, but like the day after when everything settles down, I would love to hear that entire song. Cause I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually not my decision, but I will forward oh. that message to the producers, but absolutely. I'll sing a new that. song. If we, if the song is in the NBA finals, I will, I don't think the listeners want that, but, uh, Joshua B, I, I appreciate you uh, you're sticking with us and being a, call, uh, a, a big part of uh, these post-game reactions. Celtics and six, and I'll be here all throughout it. I'll be here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. All right, just a wild thing. One thing he mentioned that kind of um, was this kind of the difference in the Celtics' approach on offense. The first quarter, they got 13 fast-break points, then they got zero in the second quarter. They did much a better job of that uh, in the third quarter and fourth quarter, just kind of uh, turning their defense into offense. I think that was a huge reason why they kind of struggled down the stretch is because they were really trying to bleed clock and not really being as aggressive. And it's understandable, but they need like their clutch crunch time offense uh, will definitely need to improve because just like the Miami Heat, the Warriors are not a team that's are is likely to give up. The Warriors are a team that can come back in a, in a like that, as, and the Warriors have a much better and more potent offense and a, a number of guys who can make shots. I'm not sure if you heard of them, uh, but the Warriors are a potent offense. So Celtics need to figure out what they're doing in the clutch uh, because right now a lot of their offense is generated by their defense. Um, but that's not a time to focus on negatives. Let's focus on the positives. Grant G, thanks for joining me on Anything's Potable. How are you doing? I am 
so happy right now. I I'm bound. I'm not gonna be able to sleep till tomorrow. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> you shouldn't sleep. You should just keep watching no. these highlights. I just That's saw exactly Al Horford pass out like on the court. Just so thrilled, so happy for Al Horford, the guy who's now no longer the most playoff games without going to the NBA Finals. Uh, he was a phenomenal tonight, uh, and it's just uh, great to see. Which is like pretty wild to think because he's been on so many great teams and he's never been into the finals, which is pretty wild. I'm so happy for him. Tatum's ascension to superstar status. Celtics are the balls. I'm the so happy right now. <laughs> the Celtics are the balls. I, I would have to agree, Grant. Thanks for uh, calling in. We're going right now to Wayne L. Wayne L. Thank you for joining us here on Anything's Potable. Well, um, guys, I'm ready to take abuse because I am the uh, um, wrote a book about the 60s. Wayne, I can't really hear you right now, so I'm going to cut you off, and then hopefully you can call back, and we'll try to get you back on. Aiden F. Aiden F. Let's go with you. Listen, first time, long time. Uh, the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. They've been the best team in the NBA since, I don't know, January. I fucking love this team, man. It's the best team in a decade. I'm so happy. I've bet season six every time, and I've lost money, and I'm going to bet season six again. Got you. I'm so excited to get the Warriors and Steph Curry, and oh, my God, man. I can't express how excited I am right now. No, you. Uh, we absolutely. You have to be that excited, Aiden. And just to think about what the Celtics team, the turnaround they've done from being 11th place in January to now in the NBA Finals. I never really thought it was possible. I knew they were playing amazing, and they were the best team in the league. And 538 was saying they had the computers all love them, um, and they have just been like exceeded expectations. Taking down KD and Kyrie, taking down Giannis in seven games, taking down this Miami Heat team after uh, blowing so a winnable game in six, almost uh, giving away this game, but they managed to pull this out. It's really incredible what they've been able to do. Ime Udoka has to, deserves all the credit in the world for just uh, the mental toughness he's instilled in this team and what the like ability to turn around, the commitment to defense, the commitment to ball movement on offense. Sure, there's still plenty of things they can improve upon. The Warriors are absolutely going to be a challenge. But the fact that I'm watching Al Horford and Jalen Brown right now wearing NBA Finals hats is uh, absolutely insane. And so credit to Ime Doka and all the players for kind of the, the wild turnaround right now. Matt S., let's check in with you. How are you doing? Matt S., let me try and click the button again. Not working. Jonathan R., come on down. Jonathan, how are you doing? Hey, I'm fantastic, Sam. Uh, I just want to say my day started off with my soccer team being promoted to the Premier League. Uh, my daughter stopped being gassy right before tip-off. Hoo-hoo, and hoo-hoo. now we're going to the finals. Look, it's a trifecta win for me. I can't express to you what, how good I feel right now, but I got a question for you. How do we feel about the Kobe Bryant armband? Am I irrational? Am I weird? Should it bother me? It does. I don't know if it should. It probably shouldn't. You know what, Jonathan, I think you, um, one, congratulations on trifecta. Um, 
getting promoted in the Premier League, your daughter no longer being gassy in the Southern League Finals. That's huge. I personally am not offended by the um, Kobe Bryant band because I just know how much Kobe means to all the players uh, in this current NBA. But if you're a Celtics fan and that pisses you off seeing the purple and gold, your feelings are your feelings. I'm not going to tear and tell you not to feel that way. I'm not going to gatekeep your anger. I can understand uh, seeing that purple and gold on Jason Tatum's armband um, making you a little bit angry. That being said, I was actually talking this about on another podcast, the reaction to when Jason Tatum worked out with Kobe, because we're all kind of angry Celtics fans, was like, oh, it's going to turn him into uh, jacking all sorts of shots and being uh, um, an inefficient basketball player. That could be true, but I think uh, if one thing that you have to respect about Kobe is how much of an insane worker he was on trying to improve his game. And if that's the type of person that Jason Tatum is trying to model his game after, and it's kind of evident how much work Jason Tatum puts into his game and how much better he's gotten, especially as a playmaker, you just saw with him getting doubled, uh, especially late in this game, consistently making the right play and the right pass. Um, He's added things to his game every single year. And if he got that work ethic from Kobe, I have no problem with him wearing the the number 24 in a game seven if that's what he needs to kind of um, get that boost. And I thought Jason Tatum just had a clutch fourth quarter again. He had that nice little uh, fadeaway J uh, when the uh, on the inbounds when uh, the, there's only 2.5 seconds left on the shot clock. He nailed that three. Uh, he knocked down his free throws. Um, I'm only seeing one assist now in the fourth quarter. It seems low. But it, then again, the Celtics only scored 18 points there in the fourth. Uh, but, you know, what? more power to Jason Tatum if that's what he needs to do to kind of pull the team out uh, at the end. Um, I'm all for it. And he just won Eastern Conference Finals MVP, the Larry Bird Trophy. My, oh, my, it would have been really annoying to watch the Miami Heat get the Bob Cousy Trophy and the Larry Bird Trophy. I am so happy that those went to two Celtics. Cedric Maxwell, what a gem of a, a, a human being uh, giving away that trophy uh, on ESPN. That's fantastic. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Right now, we'll go to James P. James P., thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, man. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, dude. I'm uh, I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and I've been a Boston Celtics fan since 2009. 
year after the, the, the championship. And uh, about a month ago, Rob Williams, right before he got injured, whatever, oh, whatever it was, I woke uh, up in the morning. Can you hear me? Oh, you faded out there for a little bit, but I hear you're back Hello? again. You're back again. Okay, thank God. So I woke up in the morning and it just dawned on me to check what the betting odds would be for the for the Boston Celtics to win the championship. And so I put $100 at plus 1200 for the Celtics to win the championship. And I put $25 on the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference Finals that just cashed out. And I'm so freaking excited. And oh, man, it's just so sweet to share this with all you guys, man. I'm freaking just pumped. I love it, James. I love uh, all the fans in uh, in Winnipeg, in Manitoba. If anyone has the opportunity this summer to go up to Banff National Park or drive up to Jasper or Icefields Parkway, beautiful place. And I'm glad that James is winning money on the Celtics. If you had put a future bet on the Celtics at some point in December, you would be a very, very rich person tonight. Uh, and I'm glad that all the Celtics fans out there can enjoy this. Let's try Matt S. again. Hopefully he'll get it working this time. Matt S., how are you doing? Jam, can you hear me? I can hear you now, Matt. All right, so Jam, I was feeling awful after Game Six, right? But then last night I met you out in the wild. Oh, that's when the Bimes in, yeah, that's when the, the Bimes Brado, the Bros. You told me Brado. Celtics in seven. You told me yeah. Celtics in seven. You I told awful. you Celtics in seven. That's fantastic, no. Matt. No, but I feel like that's when the vibes in around. I don't know. I couldn't believe that game. It felt like there were so many moments where, you know, we the game was slipping away from us. We were gonna lose, but. I don't know. This year's been different. We pulled it around. I don't know. Job's not finished, obviously, but what a game. And I feel like, you know, that interaction at the Brado turned the series around. It, not it to had put the credit to on us, but. No, no. I think we uh, everyone deserves credit. And, Matt, you, you recognized uh, me out in public. And you startled me a little bit. I'm not used to getting recognized, but it definitely, <laughs> listen, it definitely listen, helped. Listen, I saw your tweet. Your girlfriend said you thought you handled it terribly. I thought you did a fantastic job, like any professional sports fan would. I well, I appreciate that, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, got it. Do you have a prediction for uh, the finals? Man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I don't know. We're a lot bigger than the Warriors, but like they're such a tough team. They've had obviously like a lot more experience than us. But like, I don't know. There's some of that team where I like believe in them, right? Like, I like I just have some weird feeling that we're gonna win. Like, I feel like we've like kind of killed all our demons this playoffs. Like, we beat the Nets. Katie and Kyrie after going down to them last year. We beat the Bucks after that abysmal Kyrie series a couple of years back. And we beat the Heat after that, you know, that awful bubble series where they just bullied us. They were tougher than us mentally. They were tougher than us physically. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously going to be a very tough series. The Warriors are a battle-tested team. They're very good. But I just got a good feeling. Matt, what did, what did you tell me when you saw me out in public? Season seven, my friend. Season seven. Season seven. I don't know. I feel like it could be another seven-game series, but I think that I'm going to say C's in a very, very, very close six. I like that confidence there, Matt. And a very, very, it. very – like like a, not a cocky six. Like before I said – I told my friends before the series started, like C's in a cocky six against the Heat. Like I feel like we were the better team. Obviously, they had some moments where they were the mentally tougher team. They were – the more physically tougher team. And when it came down to the wire, it seems like they just got the better of us because of, I don't know, experience, Jimmy Butler going off. Like they felt like they just had those moments down, but I don't know today on the road. I think that we really showed our mental resolve despite us sort of shitting the bed at the end of the game. 
But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that we're much bigger than the Warriors. I think that we'll show our size in that series, and I think that C's in a very, very close six. Uh, it's a fantastic prediction, and thank you, Matt. We'll definitely – Jay King and I will break down um, that series, hopefully get some Warriors guests coming up this week before the game on Thursday. Uh, my very early prediction right now is season seven, but we shall see. It's going to be a very interesting diving into the matchups, who this Warriors play, what uh, lineups the Celtics have, how healthy Robert Williams is. I think it's going to be a key thing, but we'll have time to uh, talk about all things finals later in the week. Right now, let's get back to the calls with Anthony B. Anthony, Anthony, thanks for joining thanks us. For joining us anything is possible. What's up, Sam? So these last two series were, you know, total bloodbaths, right? Like the Bucks and the Heat really just fought and battled and we pulled through in the end both times. I don't see the Warriors series being as physical, but is am I totally off base there? Is it going to be a little bit more of, you know, finesse three ball going on or, or what do you think? Oh, no, I, 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 I definitely agree, Anthony. Uh, uh, and thanks for the call. Sorry, just getting a little background noise there. Yeah, no, the Heat uh, will just like their entire game plan in this series was to be physical. You saw them with ball pressure. You saw them basically slapping at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown anytime they put the ball on the floor. I think you have to give the Heat a lot of credit for doing that. That's just not necessarily the Warriors type of basketball, especially they have some smaller guys out there. Uh, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole. Um, obviously not the, not the most physical team. They do have some guys with some size. Um, Draymond's going to be physical. Looney's going to be physical. But I think the Celtics, one of their big advantages over the Warriors in the series has got to just be their their size. And um, they got to attack on the boards. They have to be the more physical team. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how both teams approach that. But I think you're right. Um, there's just like this, the stars of the Warriors are based on their shooting, their finesse, their kind of, their offense and the Celtics are going to be the ones trying to muck up the series and trying to be, make it physical. Um, so it's going to be a great matchup, uh, but it's going to be very interesting. Wayne, hopefully the audio is working out now uh, and we can hear you better this time. How are you doing, Wayne? I, I hope this is better. I'm calling from Seattle because we want to get the Sonics back in a couple of years. Uh, we'd love to see that happen, but uh, disregarding that, I, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I was actually rooting for Miami tonight because I think the Warriors would have easily handled that team, but the Celtics matchup is going to be great. I can't wait to see how Smart and Curry match up. I think that's going to be a real battle. Uh, Horford and uh, and Tatum with uh, with Looney and Draymond and Clay in there. It's it's going to be a classic. I'm going to have to say I, I'll have to go with the Warriors uh, by a hair, but uh, it was a great series. They uh, they showed that seventh game. You know, I've, I've watched so many seventh games of the Celtics going back to Havlicek stole the ball and Frank Selby missing the jumper from the corner with the Lakers. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just amazing what they do in the seventh games. And even on the road, uh, they did it again. So it's going to be a heck of a series. And I thank you for letting me uh, try to get in here again. I'm not a big Celtics fan. I'm more of a Sixers fan, so don't hate me. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a book. I wrote a book about the Sixers' 67 win over Boston when they ended the long dynasty of uh, uh, eight championships in a row. So I'm a little I'm a little Philly Philly uh, leaning, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for both teams to have a great series for for basketball fans everywhere. Thanks again, Sam. Appreciate the call, okay. Wayne. Uh, we'll try not to hold the Philly bias against you. I do think it's gonna be a great matchup against the 
the Warriors. It's going to be very interesting. I think the Celtics are obviously going to try to attack Steph Curry. It's going to be interesting to see how their size affects him. The Celtics, uh, Against the Mavericks, I thought the Warriors did a very good job of kind of like throwing some hard doubles at Luka and getting Steph Curry kind of out of there quickly. Um, obviously, the Warriors are going to be extremely well-rested coming back from that, and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what that looks like moving forward. We'll see what happens starting on Thursday night. Johnny T, thank you for joining us here on Anything is Potable. Johnny. Johnny overseas right now. It's 6 a.m., I switched with a with a buddy of mine to take the graveyard shift a couple months ago in anticipation for the playoffs. Definitely a decision worth taking because I've been able to stay up and watch every single one of these games. My heart's still racing from that game. Uh, I really fell in love with this team. I love the moves we made at the deadline. Um, in anticipation of the finals, uh, what my heart's telling me is this team, if they play 48 minutes and don't give up a game like they did game five against Milwaukee or fail to show up for a quarter like game one of this series or or uh, I mean, like uh, the third quarter of game one in this series or the first quarter in game three, if this team could play 48 minutes each and every game, I believe that they can win this series in six. I just hope that they stay focused for the entirety of the series and uh, that's all I got to say. Thanks for taking my call. Go Celtics. Of course, Johnny. Thank, uh, awesome that you got to, you know, watch the seas from overseas. Take uh, the foresight to take the graveyard shit, uh, graveyard shit, the graveyard shift. Uh, yeah, I think the 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 big thing I'm thinking, looking forward to for the Celtics is you're right, playing that 48 minutes, not having these letdowns. Um, but uh, interesting thing with both teams is just the turnovers. The Warriors like to throw the ball around. Steph Curry is good for one ridiculous behind-the-back pass every single game, so it's going to be interesting to see which team wins the turnover battle. It feels like the Celtics, when they don't turn the ball over, their defense is good enough to kind of keep them in games. Their offense wasn't really great in this Miami series, um, but they found ways to win just by getting stop after stop after stop. Um, And as long as they don't turn the ball over and create easy offense for the other team, I think they should have a pretty good shot. But the Warriors have just one of the better – offensive attacks in the league and just have crazy motion and flowing offense. And so it's going to be a, a definitely a different challenge here for the Celtics. Andrew Y. Thank you for joining us here on anything's potable. How are you doing? Doing great. My goodness. Can you hear me? I can. Heck yeah, dude. Incredible game. I just want to share with all the, the Celtics fans. I feel like I'm back at a, you know, North shore of Boston dive bar. <laughs> I went to, went to school in the, Salem area and god damn I made three predictions at the beginning of this year Robert Williams would win the dunk contest Steph Curry would win the MVP and the Celtics would win the finals so I just hope I go one for three one for three would be good (laughs) appreciate it Andrew uh finally anonymous anonymous user who knows where this could go uh we'll try it out anonymous how are you doing thanks for joining us Sam Jam Packard. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Holy shit. I'm fucking speechless, man. Well, I'm now seeing that your name's Angelo, and now that came up uh, hey. a wild, wild game. What, what I were know. You doing, I just had to, like, download this app. Uh, huh? when, where were you, what was your reaction during that fourth quarter when they uh, almost blew the game? Were you going in, almost as insane as I was? My heart was in it the entire time, and even 
even when it was down the stretch and the Heat had the chance there at the end, I just I knew they were gonna fucking win it. I. Uh, you, you have know. more faith than I do, Angelo. I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, it's was... just this whole year, every single time the Celtics, their backs are up against the wall. Like, you know, the Celtics of two, three years ago, they would have lost. They wouldn't have won game seven, uh, six and seven against Milwaukee. And they probably wouldn't have won tonight. But, you know, ever since they were, what, 23 and 25? They turn a corner. They they flip the switch. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, does Ime Odoka win Coach of the Year now? I don't know how that works exactly, but uh, unfortunately, Monty Williams already won the award. But Ime oh, definitely deserves some consideration. That. <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, on a side note, I still have the uh, confetti you sent me from the uh, oh premature Seventy Sixers. <laughs> one of the great confettis. That's one of the great. Uh, uh, Pieces of memorabilia ever. I'm glad you uh, could manage to keep. Oh that. yeah, I no, I still got it, man. Uh, I'm I'm super happy for Al Horford, especially, man. You seen him like on the on the floor at the end, like he's never made it to the finals in 15 years. That's incredible. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I'm I'm fucking ecstatic. And uh, as far as the Celtics Warriors the final series, I have no idea. I'm not even gonna think about that until Thursday. But um. I have so much faith uh, in the Celtics right now. It just seems like every time they need to win, they they fucking find a way to do it. So let's go, man. Let's fucking go. Here we go. Appreciate the call, Angelo, uh, and appreciate everyone who's joined me here live after the game, everyone listening out there. Uh, just a, a wild, wild Celtics game. Um the dumbest ending of all time. They had to make it difficult. They're up 13 with three and a half left to play. And for there's no reason this should have been a close game, but, you know, the Celtics make it hard on themselves. I think Derek White says if there's going to be a hard way, we'll, like, we'll find it every time. I would rather they didn't, but they managed to find a way to pull this out, win the series, win this game 100-96. to 96. They'll be going to the finals starting on Thursday night against the Golden State Warriors. This team was in 11th place in January, played the best basketball uh, in the league for basically the past five months, save for one game in Toronto where they did not play four of their starters. This team has not lost back-to-back games in 2022. This team responds every single time to a loss. And I think it's going to be tremendous for them moving forward. They've, they've developed these kind of championship habits. It's something I've talked about for a couple months now. It's been incredibly impressive and they found a way to win game seven. I'm sure I'll be back tomorrow or Tuesday with Jay King to kind of break it all down, get his perspective from the game. The kid got an MVP vote. We'll have to figure out what he was thinking when he voted for Chasen Tatum, what Tim Bontemps was thinking when he voted for Jimmy Butler, who knows what will happen. My voice is almost out, so I'm not going to scream. My neighbors will be upset with me. But uh really appreciate everyone uh, joining me here on the uh, on the broadcast. Anything is potable, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later in this week for an NBA Finals preview. Celtics in seven. Let's go. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.